In this episode, Yushuan and I will be talking about whether sport and training should be fun. Does that mean that training shouldn't be hard? Does that mean that we're not going to progress? Or does it just mean that training is already hard enough? So why should we make it any harder than it needs to be? Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on this episode of Into the Unknown. Welcome to the Into the Unknown podcast, the show that dives into all things fitness, politics, mindset, current affairs, sports, and everything in between. With a generous sprinkling of humour, at least on my part, and pop culture, I'm Connor Campbell. And I'm Yushan Su. So without further ado, plug in, sit back, and enjoy being taken into the unknown. Good afternoon. Okay. Welcome back to another episode of Into the Unknown. You Good evening. Oh yeah, you <laughs> good evening for you. <laughs> I I don't know why, but we've done this I don't know how many times since I've been in New York and I still forget that we're in different time zones. Yeah, anyway. but I think it's just cuz of turning American and Americans think that America is the only country in the world. Okay. It I mean it is. <laughs> No. <laughs> uh that's that's very true but how have you been recently uh how's how's training been um how good, how have you been sir good. it's been it's been a lot you right. know and it's um and I, I feel like i say this every time but just tired man <laughs> fatigued um no training's been good training's been tough um but training has been training you know we're out there the season's coming up soon uh i'd say just over a month before our first event kicks off and then then it's all go from there you know almost every weekend we'd be going to some kind of competition but um yeah so just started to gear up now properly for the start of the event season which means even more work and um it's it's been it's been quite quite a lot of work but i'm enjoying training you know and it's been it's been a little bit up and down recently but i've got the fire on my belly again which which we talked about earlier it feels good that's what we love to hear good to go yeah it's interesting actually i've seen recently a lot of um coaches and just athletes in general that i follow talking about this idea of whether we should be motivated or disciplined. Um, and I actually put up on my story today in a case of like, you know, for example, either or, both and and. Um, and I wanted to basically see what do people think. And in the context that I gave, I was like, joy in the process, focus on the outcome sorry, join the process or focus on the outcome or join the process and focus on the outcome. Because I mm. think in some cases you do generally need, or at least I, I would argue uh, for my opinion that you, I think generally you need both, but a lot of people are arguing that like, I think discipline is more important. I think motivation is more important. To be honest with you, they're both important. I don't think that you exclusively yeah. should just focus on one. Like you've just mentioned, you know, you have that fire back in your belly. That's the motivation, right? Mm. But 
to get to that point, you've also been disciplined enough to continue to keep training. So at some point, you've had both. And at other points, you've had one or the other. Or right? none. <laughs> or, yeah, or none at all. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think... What are your thoughts? You know, that? well, I think just straight off the start, I feel like we need to be really clear in distinguishing like motivation is a feeling yeah and feeling motivated is an emotion you know that's yeah. not something you control you know you don't control your feelings they, they come and go your emotions come and go and they happen to you it's not like oh, i choose to feel sad today or i choose to be angry yes you know there are things you can do to influence it mm. but at the end of the day ultimately it's a physiological effect in your body it's something that happens in your brain i'm no expert but you know um it's not something that you control discipline is something you control you know that's a decision you make that i'm going to be disciplined that i'm going to stick to my routine that i'm going to stick to my uh these habits that i'm trying to form that i'm going to do this and this and this regardless of how i feel you know so I think, well, if you're if you're disciplined in doing something that you're not motivated to do at all, you know, like why are you even doing it? <laughs> I just think that's kind of weird. Like, you know, like why would you be doing it in the first place? So obviously, at some point, you would have been motivated to do it. At some point, you would have been motivated to start going to the gym, whatever the motivation is, to look better, to get stronger, to lose weight, blah blah. But like all other feelings. You know, this uh, motivation comes and goes. You might yeah, yeah. feel a certain surge of like inspiration after watching a YouTube video, or you might have a, an amazing workout and feel like you know, you're on top of the world and you want to keep that going. Or you know, you could be training and training and training, but you're not getting stronger. You're not getting the results you want, and the motivation goes away. But regardless of that, like separate from that even you know you have made a decision as to whether or not you want to keep doing this and how are you gonna how are you gonna do it are you going to just do it when you feel like it or are you going to commit to making a routine out of it and and be consistent and that's a decision that you have to make and that's where the discipline comes in i think yeah but, i think yeah um, it's a big big um difference between the two yeah I, I think I, I kind of partly agree with you, actually, um, is that I definitely agree with you that in most cases, your emotions kind of go through ebbs and flows. And in a lot of cases, they're happening, happening as a physiological, uh, you know, response to something like someone shouted at you, you feel a surge of kind of anger, or even you feel threatened. Uh, and and it, it is difficult to control what that emotion will be without practice. Um, so I definitely agree. Uh, I know the sort of general theme of stoicism is that, or at least I keep coming back to this idea that it's not necessarily about us controlling our emotions as much as it's about understanding why we get those emotions in the first place. And if yeah, we can kind yeah. of understand, okay, why has that what that person has said annoyed me? I think is far more powerful than us just going, 
all right, well, that's pissed me off, but I'm going to choose not to be pissed off. There's obviously a lot of value in that because you've shown that you've controlled your emotions somewhat, but you still, you know, you it's still it like it. I don't really think it like fixes the problem as much as such. It's still like, there. Yeah, it's still there. You're still, you know, at some point you're still going to feel that emotion, but being able to understand, okay, what's the root cause of me feeling this emotion right now? You're you're sort of able to s- disseminate that information and go, oh, okay, actually that makes a lot of sense. And actually, logically, sometimes it's worth having those emotions, like passion and anger and frustration. Like those emotions are important. You need to feel them at some point because there's a reason they're there. Mm. It's like a protective mechanism. Mm. <laughs> like mm. someone puts a, a knife to you, the you know you have a flight or fight response. You either piss yourself and you you run away. You either fight them or you're like, shit, you start shaking. You don't know what to do. But that, there's a reason that emotion has happened. Anyway, um, whilst we – I that was a massive caveat and not something that we're actually talking about in this podcast, but I just, I, it just popped into my head as, <laughs> as I introduced the, uh, the podcast. And one thing that you mentioned just before we hopped on here to record was – you mentioned that uh, you know training has been going okay. It's been difficult as it always is. Um, and one thing that I'm interested to know from your perspective as an athlete uh, and as a high performing athlete is what do you do when training isn't fun? And should we aim for training and sport to be fun? I know that's a very big question. So I wonder if it's mm. worth us kind of splitting things down into like starting with why should our training be fun to start off with or is there is there any logical sense in it being fun um <laughs> well look i mean people might disagree with this but i i i personally feel like and again it really depends on it's a decision you make and what are the decisions you make? Like, what do you want to do with your life? Or who do you want to be as a person? Um, or what do you want to value in your life? And the three, all of these three things are massive, sort of deep philosophical questions from the outside. But when it comes down to it, it's quite simple for me, you know. Um, who do you want to be as a person? And I remember the first time someone asked me that that I can remember as an adult um, was my psychologist when I, probably three years ago. And I had no fucking clue like what I was meant to say back to that. And it really, it really startled me and it really kind of shocked me because sort of my mental response to it of just confusion. I was like, wait, who, who do I want to be? Whereas now I think I have a, a much better idea of actually I know what kind of person I want to be. I know what kind of values I want to be, I want to have. And so that gives me something to kind of work towards or, or sort of frame my life around, if that makes sense. And one of those things is to do the things that make me happy and do the things that I enjoy. And yeah. I'm well aware that it's a massive, massive privilege. And I'm very, very lucky to be able to do the thing that I love and do something that I'm passionate about and call it my job, you know, and, and not everyone is able to do that, but 
I'm in a very fortunate position that I am. And it's something that I value a lot. And it's something that, you know, I take a lot of pride in. Like I'm able to take my passion and take my, take, take my, like the craft that I love and make it a job. Um, and so obviously, and when it comes to sport, you know, whether that's riding horses or playing football, playing rugby, weightlifting, like they're all games. <laughs> I mean, it's, there's a reason why they're called, it's called a football game, you know, like it, they're literally games that we play and literally games that children play. Yeah. And we, I keep going back to it. Like athletes and professional athletes are extremely, extremely lucky to be able to play a game and call it a job. You know, so if we're playing a game and we're not having fun, like what's the point of playing a game? So to answer your question yeah. in a really long-winded way, <laughs> uh, yes, I think for sure, like you should have fun, and and I think that extends outside of sports as well. And I, I don't know if you feel the same, but whether yeah. that's in business, you know, um, creating your own brand and your own business, like that's something that you obviously enjoy, otherwise you're yep. doing it. And you know, people who work um doing something that they don't really enjoy that's very often to fund for or enable them to do things that they do enjoy um so obviously like we all want to do things that we enjoy and some of us are in better positions than others to also happen to make money out of it but in terms of training and in sports and, and playing our games you know i think enjoyment is is a big part of it yeah i think what you mentioned right at the end there that in some cases the you know we are at very different ends of the spectrum in you know you you're a paid athlete you're a, whereas i'm an athlete we both perform well i'm not saying that i'm as good as you but in our respective fields we both train hard and we both love the sport but at the opposite ends of the spectrum, you know, I'm, well, I'm absolutely nowhere good enough to get paid to be to be a weightlifter. So for well, me, me <laughs> well, no, but I mean, uh, for obviously for horse riding. Um, no, I don't think I'm good enough to get paid, but I just happen to get paid. Oh, you are, you are. <laughs> um, so in that, in that essence, I think it is very difficult because in, in my case, I wouldn't necessarily say that I have less emotional attachment to weightlifting, but for me, it's, it is just training. Like mm. I, I can go home after training and be like, I've got tons of other things to be able to focus on. Uh, and that's something that we've spoken about in a couple of episodes is creating an identity outside of your sport and outside of training is that I'm, I can yeah. very easily disassociate myself. It didn't used to be that way. And obviously sometimes I have bad sessions and I take it very badly as M will know, yeah. if I have a bad session, you know, it looms over to me, <laughs> but in most cases it's, it's far easier for me to go, Oh, listen, I had a bad session. It's not the end of the world because there's less emotional attachment because I'm not having any financial incentive to be good mm. at my sport. On the flip side, for business, like, you know, for, for my coaching, 
if it got to the point where I wasn't enjoying my coaching, and obviously sometimes I don't enjoy it, like it's still work. It's not always going to be fun. I think that's an important thing to know is that when yeah. we talk about yeah. training and sport being fun, I don't want to oversimplify the word of fun. Like it doesn't necessarily have to mean funny or fun in the literal sense of the word. And nor does like training or sport have to be overly lighthearted in, in essence, sport is co competitive in nature. Mm. But for me, fun is like, is about getting stimulation or engagement out of the activity that I'm doing. Right. So if mm. I enjoy what I'm doing, I know that I'm going to train harder because of it. And then I don't necessarily need to rely on motivation because doing the work training causes the enjoyment and and that's that's what keeps me going right mm. um and obviously same for my, same for same can be said for business is i really enjoy what i'm doing uh, and and it it makes it so much easier to wake up and do what i enjoy because i get a lot of purpose out of doing that yeah. Um, yeah. I tried to categorize this into um, kind of three different parts of like, from my perspective as a coach and what I have seen over the years of mm. training, not just in weightlifting, but just in general, rugby, American football, uh, and then coaching, weightlifting, you know, you and, and other athletes the environment as well as what the perspective was from that athlete. Um, mm. But before we get into that, do you have any counterpoints that, to what I said there? <laughs> no, I just thought, I thought it was really interesting, you know, when you said, that, you know, some people get paid to do sports and some people don't. And, you know, I, I, I think that is a very big part of it that, when money comes into it there's there's financial pressure you know i i know that if i do badly in a couple of competitions in a row or i'm not able to hit you know certain certain targets that these competitions or things like that or not make the team i might not be getting paid and you know outside of the kind of identity stuff that we talked about before, there's also just the necessity of, of getting paid. And, you know, depending on, because we talk a lot about as well, how, how mad sport is basically. Like there's so many things that we can't control. Like we train and train and train, and then we suddenly get out there and it's like a casino. Like it's literally like roulette. And there's so many factors that we can't control. And things get thrown in your face and, and you can be so prepared and well-trained and then it's still not go your way. And so given that, take that into like a financial setting where you're getting paid to get certain results, but getting those certain results, a big portion of it is actually not even in your control. That is a lot of pressure in itself. And that's probably, I'd say from my own experience in the past, uh, and even now, like I feel it sometimes. And also uh, with other athletes who I'm friends with, or we talk about a little bit, that would be 
the number one thing that takes the fun out of it. You know, the pressure of of not being able not being able to do it as a job, not being able to get paid when you're actually depending on that and de- and relying on yourself to get good results just to be able to like make a living. Yeah, for sure. You know, and making a living isn't always fun. Yeah. I mean, it's the same with my job. Like, as much as I love this job, it's still a lot of work. <laughs> like, just because I enjoy it doesn't mean sometimes I dread doing it, right? That's that's yeah. not what I'm trying to, that's not what I'm trying to get. And I think, you know, me mentioning at the start that it's I'm not trying to oversimplify the word fun. You know, by fun, I mean that it should be enjoyable uh, and it should it shouldn't ever get to the point where it's almost like a burden on you. And if it is, you know, eventually training might feel like that. And I don't want to have this blanket statement where it's like training should always be fun because let's face it, it's not. Sometimes it sucks and it doesn't go well. That's just a fact of training and of sport, especially if you are trying to better yourself or improve or get good results or get stronger. Eventually, it's going to take a lot more work and that work is going to be tough. But it doesn't mean just because it's tough that we shouldn't stop it being fun. We shouldn't stop it being somewhat playful you know Mm. i've noticed so if i kind of zoom in a little bit more rather than just talking generally like from an athlete's perspective i would not necessarily consider myself an athlete in the literal sense of the word but i am i do train right so i am somewhat of an athlete i consider you an athlete oh come on um i mean i am wearing a weightlifting t-shirt so um how will people know if i'm a weightlifter if i don't wear weightlifting (laughs) t-shirts i mean that's the real question that's the real question all right probably the Um, amount you eat that's uh, a bit bit of a sensitive topic (laughs) (laughs) um but so in from an athlete's perspective i think this is not meant to sound rude but it is your responsibility to take action. Like if you don't enjoy training or if, if your coach is being a hard ass, which we've all had those coaches that are very hard to please and don't, they don't necessarily make training the most enjoyable. You, you could, and you should step up and say, you know what train like you're not making training fun. Like it's not enjoyable and that's important because I going back to the, the the topic that we, that we mentioned right at the start, I, in my opinion, I don't think that discipline is learned by things being constantly hard. I think discipline is actually being consistent with that schedule or training regime, like discipline as a, um, what's the word? Um, discipline as an actual word itself is not necessarily meant to mean that you always work hard. It's just, you turn up, you do the work. That's it. That's being disciplined. You just turn up and do the work. Mm. Um, I've had tough coaches. I've had 
soft coaches and I've had coaches like somewhere in between and I've learned from every single one of them. And I think I always come back to this, that the best person to be coached by isn't necessarily the smartest or the most experienced or the one who's hardest on you. It's always, for me, it's always been the one that will listen to you, but also mm. will tell you what is necessary for your development right? They're your biggest fan, but they also need to be critical to allow you to improve. Um, mm. Like, and that, that, that for me is uh, really comes down to the athlete. Like if you step into a training session and you like resent or you dread training, regardless of whether the coach or the program is exceptional, like that's not, it's not going to help at all because yeah, no, I agree. You're I agree. I think. Yeah, I, I, sure, I fully agree that. At least from my personal experience, you know, I can't speak for anyone else, and I know people who absolutely hate training. You know, and and we we heard about it before. You know, people who hate training, and I, I think there, there's been really prolific boxers in the past for example who just hate the the training camp and hate the the grind but do it for the feeling that they get in the ring you know the feeling that they get when actually they step into the competition that's what they live for but the training itself they absolutely dread all the time i from my personal experience i can say for sure that I get the best performance out of myself, whether that's in training or in competition. I do my best work when I'm also enjoying it. You know, when I'm not enjoying it and I'm not that motivated to do it, no matter how disciplined I am, like that doesn't get the best out of me. The best out of me comes from when I'm fucking loving life, when I'm like, ah, oh, this, is, this is the best shit. And, but, you know, we keep going back to the fact that that comes and goes. You know, sometimes the pressure gets to us. Sometimes our fatigue gets to us. It gets too difficult. We get too tired. Training gets too grueling. And it doesn't feel fun anymore. And I like to go back to, and it was someone who told me this before, but I like to go back to, like, think about where you were when you first started doing this. And for most of us, it's when we were kids, right? Like, when I was seven years old, eight years old, like I, I was always so looking forward to going to my one riding lesson a week to sit on a horse, you know, like, and I was just buzzing like in the car on the way there to be able to ride a horse. And, and that feeling of, of like sitting on a horse and being like going fast and all those things. That's what made me, that's what I found real fun. You know, as a teenager, like every Wednesday, um, going to rugby training and seeing all my friends and like tackling people and getting physical. Like I really had a lot of excitement for that. I had a lot of excitement for like going to the gym every Sunday with my dad. Like at the time I was going like a membership gave me like once a week in the gym. So me and my dad went every Sunday and I really looked forward to that. Like what we're doing had no structure, but I just wanted to go in there and fucking lift weights. And I found that really fun. So then, you know, look back at that and then put yourself back into the present where you're like, 
dreading to ride a horse, you're complaining about riding a horse or you're complaining about training being too difficult and you don't want to lift. Like actually you've not got much to complain about. Like this is what you've always wanted to do. And this is what like <laughs> seven year old you yeah. would dream of doing. You know, you've been able to get that feeling of like just that pure fun and enjoyment and actually make something out of it. Yeah. And make it so that you actually do that every day and now you're complaining. Yeah. And that's kind of what I tell myself. And it like sort of helps in pulling me out of that sort of that loop of lack of motivation and not wanting to do anything and not having fun anymore, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess the biggest uh point to make there is obviously the circumstances change. You know, like we have mentioned a couple of times already that the pressure does increase and as such, so does the stress. But just because you're in a, a high pressured environment in the sense of, you know, when you were a seven-year-old and you were going to your first horse riding lesson versus now, it doesn't mean that you should take away from the fact that you are still doing what you what you started doing and you loved it and i think going back to those if if i i've had conversations with with numerous weightlifters over the last couple of months that weightlifting's taken a weird shift recently that from for the most part weightlifting is is a hobby you know at least for me it is a hobby mm, right so why yeah. why then do i put so much pressure on myself when i don't improve mm. for one obviously it's because i want to be better right? Which is fair enough. Mm. But two, if I put way too much pressure on myself, I then won't enjoy what is supposed to give me joy. What is supposed to give me that release from everyday life. Yeah. Like it just yeah. doesn't make sense. And I, I ha I've had these conversations before that like, yeah, training needs to be tough. Like you got to improve, right? I'm not about to sit here and be like, no, it's fine. Like, Training should never be hard. It's always supposed to be fun. Um, but it, it's not. Training's hard. Like, get used to it. But at the same time, you've, you've got you've to at some point enjoy it. And it doesn't mean to make the training easier. It means you need to find ways to make your training, if it is hard, more enjoyable. For me, the easiest way to do that is your environment that you put yourself in. Like surround yourself with like-minded people who don't necessarily take them too take themselves too seriously, but they're also fiercely competitive with themselves. Because not only will yeah. that drive performance, yeah. but it also creates like a solid culture or or a community that, for one, you can rely on to drag you out of a deep hole that you might find yourself in when training gets tough. But two, you know that they've been through that exact same thing. So it's this constant idea of like shared suffering, which I know a lot of Royal Marines, mm -hmm. Navy SEALs, SAS talk about is that you, you're you not drawn together because you're doing the same thing. You're drawn together because you are all suffering at the same time to the same yeah. degree. That is what, that is what builds those bonds. And, yeah. and it doesn't matter how much reliance you put on training. It's going to be tough. So 
being in a in an environment that fosters that culture of competitiveness but also support is in my opinion i think one of the the best ways to continue to make training enjoyable uh and sport enjoyable is the people who you surround yourself with and who you do it with and if you can't find a weightlifting club a training partner is just as good or just find a coach and a and a team that can do that for you like you know i want i'll get into a coach in a little bit because i think you know in realistic terms i think that's one of the most important things to make training fun is like actually it is also the coach's responsibility to to try and engage you into that training as much as possible but you know as we've discussed it's not just the coach's responsibility it's, it's yours and it's also the environment you put yourself mm. in if you don't like it and you don't enjoy that environment well you're gonna have to make a hard decision and maybe you need to move maybe you need to mm. um make that hard decision and go hey well, i'm gonna suck it up for a year get better and then i'll move on or if it really yeah. is affecting you, then, then you already know the answer. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's a bit different for you, right? I, because uh, obviously, you know, you train the team, but your your team is kind of scattered, right? They're not all in one place. And uh, you move into Ireland. What, you know. I, I mean, I'm guessing it was probably quite a difficult adjustment period going from training with Tom all the time and people that you're used to to now uprooting your life and being a completely different environment who, as you've mentioned multiple times since we restarted this podcast this year, is they, they're pushing you hard. Like how, yeah. how, you know, how have you found that, you know, the environment? Mm um it's been hard like it's been intense and i'm surrounded by real good people and I, I love the team here and you know we've gotten to know each other quite well and we work well together but we're be we're pushing each other and it is intense you know and, and i know for a fact that my like my trainers want want to get the best out of me you know and they're doing that by pushing me hard which rightly so i think one of the really interesting things you said and i know for and i'm gonna flag this up because i know for a fact that you probably didn't mean it that way but um you said you know training isn't meant to always be fun sometimes it's hard but obviously and i'm sure you agree like those two things aren't mutually exclusive you know and a lot of us, and I can't speak for everyone, I can speak for myself, but I think a lot of us who get into sports or these physical endeavors, you know, especially things like endurance sports, and um, people find a lot of fun and enjoyment from doing hard things and from being challenged, whether as physically or mentally. I mean, why else would people be fucking stupid enough to do an ultramathon? for an yeah. iron man you know like um they must get something get some kind of kick out of you know tearing their bodies down and and you know physically challenging themselves so and, and i think the same thing you know i 
I enjoy being pushed and I enjoy the feeling of getting better and, you know, the process of getting better and, and the process of challenging myself and doing things that I wasn't able to do and trying to do everything better. I find that fun. And whether that makes me a bit weird, I don't know, but that's just, that's just kind of how I am. And that's yeah. part of what I've fallen in love, fallen in love with, with the sport. Um, the other thing is, I think it is so important to have a good team around you that will support you and that will push you. But what I've kind of come to realize is that, and you've kind of mentioned this as well, right? In your own way, but you enjoying something and you finding enjoyment or fulfillment out of what you're doing is your responsibility. You know, you, and, and I've come to realize like you can't rely on the people around you to make you enjoy something. And it's not their job. Like it isn't their responsibility at the end of the day. Like, yes, that your coach obviously has a massive role to play in your kind of mental well-being. And, and like I said before, the more I enjoy something, the better I do at it. So obviously that that kind of correlates as well. But my point is, you know, you've decided to do this and you have to take some responsibility. Like, and I, I watched, uh, I remember I watched a, like a masterclass of one of one of like the top riders and that she was talking about coaching people in cross country and things like that. And she said, and someone asked her a question about like, how, how do you deal with, or how do you work with a rider who's not so confident going cross country or a bit nervous? Um, how do you, how do you train them? And she said, what she said was basically, you know, you being confident in your riding and you being confident to go cross country is your problem. Like that's your responsibility. I'm here to give you skills and like teach you techniques but the foundation is like you need to be you need to be confident in yourself and your riding and be confident enough to go cross country before i can teach you anything and and i thought that was and i thought that that was a really sort of powerful uh, i i really i i agree with that you know and, yeah, and i think I, I the same well. is the same is probably true for you know you have to find fulfillment and enjoyment out of what you're doing and like that's your responsibility not someone else's absolutely yeah and that's you know i do uh want to make the point that um as much as it is important for trainers to be fun some people find hard work fun so it's like i agree with you that it's not mutually exclusive um but then i you know also as I mentioned before, you know, if you are an athlete, like, and you, it, it's your responsibility to take action. Like a hundred, I have 100% believe that, um, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, it is your responsibility and, uh, me, my, myself being less of an athlete. I mean, I am still, you know, I don't want to refer myself as to not an athlete. I still train hard, but I'm still, pushing myself hard you're a fucking uh, athlete i'd say it. i'd say i'm more of a coach now <laughs> um and so i i feel like 
I have more of a level of responsibility for myself as a coach to make training hard because they have to improve, but not so hard that they don't ever enjoy it. And I want to underline that, bold that, and say ever enjoy it because training is not always going to be fun. We've mentioned that multiple times in this podcast. And that might mean because it's hard or because it's not going well. It could mean a ton of things, right? Um, But I feel like as a coach, you know, if you're only ever a hard ass, right? I'm trying not to swear so much. I'm going to say a hard ass. And that's a very American way to say things. Or Or like if you're just trying to make training as hard as you can, that's going to make training really, really stressful. Training is already in and of itself eliciting physical stressful responses to our body. So why would we then want to make our body need to recover from even more mental stress than we, than we're already giving it, right? If we make things fun, physiologically, your body is less likely to accumulate stress, not from the physical stress, but from the mental stress Mm. of like, Oh my God, I know it's going to be a really hard session. You're already creating stress, like by thinking that. Uh, of mm. course, like an athlete, uh, sorry, a coach needs to set expectations. They need to uphold some standards and they have to keep people accountable. And I've already said that, but it doesn't mean that you you need to be a dick. <laughs> like you can mm. still be a very good coach and not be a dick. Um that's one of the most important things that I ever learned is it, and it, and it comes back to like when you were five years old and your mum would say, treat others how you would like to be treated. When, mm. when has a coach ever treated you with the same level of respect? Uh, it changes now than you have to them, right? Mm. Usually it's, and we've spoken about this kind of coach athlete relationship of now it is essentially like level playing field. Like you and I, we have a very good relationship. I know we have a very different relationship to others because we we were, and we started out being very good friends first off. Right. But mm. I, I feel like at least I don't want to pick myself up, but I feel like in my opinion, I wholeheartedly like respect you. And if you were to ever say like this training's fucking hard, like I need to do less. I would be like, yeah. okay, I hear you here's what we're going to do rather than just going, Oh, shut up. Just go and do it. Like, what are you always complaining? <laughs> like, I don't know. That for me is a really toxic mentality to have as a coach. Yeah. You know, yeah. is that you're always constantly putting that pressure on the athlete. Like you, it's not the athlete. It, the athletes complaining because you're making training constantly hard. They're telling you, mm. you need to recognize those signatures. You know, and so I guess it does, it, it's the coaches and the athletes. Um, but yeah, just yeah. just to caveat that as well, because I know some people don't have coaches. Uh, say they're like training themselves to ride horses or train themselves in the gym, whatever. Um, going back to the idea of forming habits and breaking habits, I think the easiest thing that you can do is make it fun because it, it yeah, 100%. you know, it's like, it's so much easier for me to sit down on the settee or the sofa, if you're American. <laughs> I've not said that word for ages. 
um, <laughs> it's so much easier to sit on the sofa uh, for me and play video games, right? It takes no discipline yeah. whatsoever and it's fun, right? So it's mm. easy to do that. So if I can make a hobby that I don't particularly like doing, like training, but I love training anyway, so it's not that hard. If I can make that fun, then I'll be more inclined to continue to do that so that habit becomes far easier. Uh, but going back to yeah. the point I want to make, if you do train by yourself, then you might have like this voice in your head that's like talking to you. If you're too strict and stringent in yourself, this is like self-coach. Just be a bit more positive to yourself because you don't need to be so hard on yourself. Like ease up a little mm. bit. You know, training is not yeah. meant to be too serious. Yes, you've got to improve. Yes, I know you want to get better. But for God's sake, like you'll get there. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've got, yeah. I mean, I've nothing to add to that. I mean, that's, that <laughs> sums up pretty good. You know, I think, um, yeah, man, I, I, I for sure agree that if I'm enjoying something, I'm, I do it better. And I'm yeah. also more likely to do it. You know, I'm more likely to be more consistent with it. I'm more likely to make a routine out of it and make a habit out of it, like we spoke about before, if I'm enjoying it and I'm having fun doing it. Um, you know, you think about all the things that, well, I think about all the things that I don't enjoy doing, like doing my dishes, doing my laundry, <laughs> those things. I've, I've not made a habit out of it, really. You know, it's it's still such a, such a, a drag to get me to do those things. Yeah. Um, Whereas things I'd find fun, like riding horses, like doing exercise, you know, um, it's not that hard for me to go get up and, and do those things. You know, wh whether my motivation is high or low at that time. Um, I think as well, you know, you, I, I just, it's just stuck in my head when you said earlier as well, something that you brought up that I really liked was, you know, you can have a bad training session and go away and, and, you know, you're a bunch of, you're doing a bunch of different things. Or the fact that you go training like that is to step away from reality and step away from the rest of life and just focus on that. So that should be fun. Yeah. Whereas, I guess, for, for athletes and, and, you know, for myself, where, where I, this is kind of all I do, um, other than, sit down and talk to you for a couple of hours every week. <laughs> like, um, you know, it is, that is not the escape. Yeah. All the time, all the time, you know, it sometimes is just always there and you need something else to escape too. But at the same time, you know, I, and I'm able to kind of go back to why I did it in the first place or, or the original, like, feeling that I had when I started doing it, why I find it fun. And, you know, I've had some pretty low or dark times, if you want to call it that, whatever you want to go ahead, that we've spoken about. Um, and one of the biggest things that that helped me and or like pulled me out of it was was training, you know, was riding and doing the horses and, and going to the gym, you know, all those things. Because, because I guess because it was difficult, it pushed me enough. It also took my mind off things and I was doing something that I love. So, yeah, I mean, 
I feel like what you said earlier was a, a good way to round up as well. And I probably just ruined that. But yeah, no, I love that. I, I mean, you know, we are both obviously very blessed to be able to find something that we have a lot of fun doing and get a lot of enjoyment and fulfillment out of and be able to call it our jobs. So, you know, yeah. we're, at the end of the day, we've not too much to complain about. Yeah, you're very right. Uh, and yeah, we did say that near the start, like we are in very lucky positions. Um, so yeah, I, uh, guys, if you've got any, any other suggestions, how to make training fun, uh, whether, whether you think training should be fun, you know, not everyone is going to agree with us and I'm sure people will have, uh, different opinions of whether it should be fun whether it should, you know, cause pain. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to leave you with a little quote that I read. It's uh, it's from Buddhism, right? Are you ready? Mm. It's is. literally just chop wood, carry water. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, the actual quote is, before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. Yeah. Yes. There you yes. go. Yes. Yeah. I fucking love that. I love chopping wood. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, That's guys, so good. if in doubt, chop wood, carry water. And have fun. And have fun whilst doing it. Peace. Thank you so much for joining us into the unknown. Uh, if you want to connect with us and get in touch, you can find out more about me at Stoke Strength Systems on Instagram and Connor Lift Stuff for my business page. And you can find me at at yushan.su.eventing on Instagram, yushan.su.eventing on Facebook, and suyushaneventing.com. And if you want to get a bit more engaged, uh, with our community and you liked this episode please like and subscribe uh, follow on the on, on Spotify and we'd also love to hear your thoughts on this episode's topics so please drop them in the comments catch you next week